Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. What does it mean to be a witch? Sean and I are reclaiming this word witch and taking it out of the patriarchy that has made it this way to hold women back, to repress women, to repress the feminine energy and what we have to give to the world and has made it a dirty, bad thing. That is why Sean and I are starting to do the coven retreats. Starting this October, it is going to be Friday the 13th through Sunday the 15th. We are so excited to be hosting this in Bend, Oregon, in a beautifully sacred place. And we are going to be spending time in community. For us, being a witch means spending time with other women, talking about the phases of the moon, doing our inner child work, healing together in community with other women who are also doing their healing journey, taking sacred space and sacred time out for us as women. We are so used to giving to others, to being about being in service to our partners, to our community, to our children, to our family. When do we make time for us? And retreat is that time we can carve out for ourselves as women and be in sacred community with other women. So I hope that you join us this October the 13th through October the 15th in Bend, Oregon. You can find out more information on it by going to the link tree in my social media or emailing me at hello at rochelleindra.com. Again, that's hello at rochelleindra.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. I am your fearless host, Rochelle Indra, and today we're going to talk about a tool for anxiety and overwhelm, a tool that works so well that when I stumbled upon it, I figured I must be the only one that didn't know about this. I figured everybody knows about this and I'm the only one late to the game. And it worked so well on my first trip that I ended up implementing it accidentally when I got home and was really stressed out about being sick for so many months. And then I implemented it again on my travels this summer in Europe. And I didn't think anything of it. As I said, I thought everybody must know this and I'm the one that's late to the game because pretty often that happens that way. So I mentioned it, I was at a party uh, last weekend and I mentioned it and somebody had said, oh my God, that's genius. I never thought of that. And I was like, really? Really? You sure? I thought everybody did it. And then somebody else said, oh, I do that, but I didn't realize why. I didn't realize it was helping me with anxiety and overwhelm. And this idea is something that perhaps you already do and don't realize you're doing it for this reason so you can implement it more, or perhaps you're late to the game like I am and not doing this. Because once again, it's the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't, and it's so easy, free, and helpful that of course, why would they teach us, right? If they can't make money off of it, why are they going to teach it to us? 
And this is the idea of having a comfort show. Or perhaps for you, it's a comfort book. Perhaps you're a knitter or crocheter and it's a comfort pattern. Perhaps you love to go for a jog or a walk and it's a comfort trail. There could be any number of ways that you can do this. But for me, it was a comfort show. Last year, my first time doing solo travel in Europe, I was just overwhelmed every day. As you are traveling, right? Especially traveling solo. You don't even have somebody to bounce things off with. So everything I saw, everything I tasted, everything I smelled, everything I experienced, every boy I dated was completely new to me. And that can be overwhelming. It's exciting and it's one of the most amazing things about travel is all this newness, but it can be really, really overwhelming. And so I decided at night to start watching because I was becoming so stressed out, I started watching Ted Lasso. That the first season I watched over again. I'd already seen it and I started watching it again. And I started looking forward to watching it again every night. And I didn't realize what I was doing is watching a comfort show. Watching a show I had already seen, a show that lifted me up, right? I mean, as we all know about Ted Lasso. I would say Lasso. I don't know why. Ted Lasso. I know how every episode goes. I haven't watched it right in a while. So it wasn't, it was still entertaining to me because I'd only watched it once when it had first come out. So every episode was still interesting, but I did know how everything worked out, which I didn't realize was so good for my nervous system. Our nervous system likes some predictability, especially when we have anxiety, especially when we feel overwhelmed. Something that's comfortable, joyful, lifts us up, and predictable. And man, did I need some predictability in my life. No matter where I went during the day, no matter what hotel I was at, no matter what city I was in, no matter what country I was in, I could come back that night to the same show, to the same predictability that I had already experienced. And then I didn't realize that I was doing that. And when I came home and I got so sick, I started watching The West Wing which I hadn't seen since The West Wing had come out. So it had been a really long time and it was, oh my God, that show holds up. Mm, mm, That's a good show. And there was lots of seasons and I was very sick for a very long time. So having lots of seasons was wonderful. I'm currently doing Gilmore Girls for that same reason. It's that predictable thing that you just know it's going to work out okay. Now for you, maybe there's a horror show or maybe it's law and order or there could be something that's not uplifting. I don't know. I'm going off of my personal experience. It's whatever is comfortable for you. For me, it's, I like something a bit uplifting when I'm anxious. It's sort of like how I also, when I have anxiety or any sort of overwhelm or stress, I only listen to music that is soothing. I stop listening to, you know, rap or hip hop or anything fast or hard hitting or with lyrics about everything going wrong. I'm just like, okay, I love that music. And when things are okay, I can listen to that. But right now, I need to be listening to things that are calming. And this summer, I did that with Suits, actually, which was a new show for me. So it wasn't as predictable. But it's predictable because we know how these things end, right? The good guys are going to win at the end. 
It's fun. It's funny. It's 45 minutes. You, there is predictability built into it, right? Maybe it's like this for a book. Maybe you have a comfort book, a book that you read fairly often. I have some people who have a book by their bed and they probably read it once a year or they have a book where they know they can just open to any page and start reading. Maybe you read it once every couple of years. Maybe, like I said, you have an artistic comfort, right? You like to draw trees. You know how to draw trees. They come out the way you like. It's methodical the way you need it to be, right? Art for a lot of people is a meditative experience. So maybe you have something that you like to create that has some predictability around it. Maybe you make teacups out of clay and you can just make a ton of teacups, right? And and you know how they're going to go and you know that you like the outcome and you can continue to do that. Or like I said, a familiar pattern that's not going to stress you out. That's You're not going to have to worry about how it goes or are you doing it right or what the outcome is going to be. These are very simple ways to calm your nervous system. They are free ways to calm your nervous system and you deserve that. Another thing that can work is lowering the lights in your house or candlelight or putting on a fire, starting to think about what are the things in your life that you can adjust when you are experiencing anxiety and overwhelm. There are so many things that cost so much money out there to combat all the ways we don't want to feel, but how often are we truly leaning into something that is free, something that is easy, something that we can do to just change our environment, perhaps. Perhaps you are somebody who likes your house clean and that brings you comfort and solace and brings down your anxiety. So start focusing on cleaning your house before something that's anxiety-inducing is going to happen. If you know you have to have that big, challenging, difficult conversation at work next week, maybe clean your house this week. Maybe do the dishes because you know that that is going to calm you. That is going to be the thing that's melodic for you. Leaning into those things. Other things can go to the wayside for a little bit if this is the thing that's going to help your nervous system calm down. We forget the little things that calm us down. Playing with your pet more, spending time with friends more. When you know what something that something is coming is going to cause stress and anxiety, we can't always avoid those things. Those things just come, right? What can you do ahead of time or what can you do through it? Man, I know November is always a really stressful time at work. Okay, what comfort show am I going to watch? What comfort book am I going to read? What am I going to do to bring that down my nervous system? Am I going to try for the month of November to meditate in the morning? Am I going to try to exercise more and exercise out that stress in my life? It's that forethought that can make such a difference. And sometimes we can't have the forethought. Sometimes you're just in it and it's just happening to you and you just realize, holy shit, I've been anxious for an entire day, an entire week, an entire year. That's okay. That's okay that you didn't see it coming and you didn't have the forethought. You know it now and you can make a change now. You can make a difference 
now by doing the things that help you with that. So I challenge you, if you're not driving, to make a list. Make a list of the things that give soothing comfort to your nervous system. Even if there are things you don't do very often, even if there are things you haven't done in years, like maybe you used to knit and that was really lovely and comforting to you, but you haven't done in years, put it on the list because there's nothing to say that you can't order some sticks and some yarn. You can tell I'm not a knitter. I'm like sticks. I don't think they're called sticks, but you know what I'm saying, right? So that when you are stressed out, you can go back to knitting and knitting an easy pattern. I may say I wasn't a knitter, but I did used to knit like needles, knitting needles. That's what it is. My God, why do you guys listen to me? I and I remember when I was learning, I just was like, I'm just going to get a really cheap ball of yarn and just knit a giant blanket that's just the same stitch over and over so that I can learn. Right? That might be a good thing for me to go back to when I'm stressed of just the same one over and over. And it doesn't have to look great. It doesn't have to be anything specific. I'm just knitting. I'm just doing something that that calms and soothes my nervous system and perhaps distracts me from the anxiety that I'm going through. It gives my brain an ability to rest. So make that list so that it can be your toolbox for when things feel out of control, for when things are just overwhelming you. And it doesn't have to be travel, right? It can be the things just happening in your life. And I do want to point out that you can have anxiety and you can feel overwhelmed by the good things in your life too. It's not always the negative things. I love travel. I loved traveling. I loved my experience traveling. And it was still anxiety producing and it was still overwhelming. And that was hard for my brain to reconcile because I'm like, well, I signed up for this. I spent all this money. I want to be here. And yet it still has these aspects to it. And there were days, believe me, where I called Lindsay and I was like, I want to come home. I don't want to do this. I fucked up. I shouldn't be doing this. This is too hard. This is too overwhelming. This is too scary. Right? And she's like, you don't get to come home. I, I don't know why I let her be in charge of that. She was like, no, I will not let you come home. It was like I was calling my mom or something and asking for a plane to get home. And she was like, no, you're not coming home. You're going to figure this out. And I did. And I'm so glad I did. And it was wonderful and it was obviously wonderful enough that I went back the next year. But I also allowed myself to know that even through all the joy, there was going to be sadness. There was going to be anxiety. There was going to be overwhelm. And so I knew I had a tool to combat that. Instead of getting down on myself of, well, you probably shouldn't be doing this if you can't handle it. That is one of my favorite things to say to myself. You probably, if it's, if it's going bad, if, it, if every second of this thing you chose to do isn't perfect, well, then you probably can't do it. You're probably not good enough and you probably screwed up. And I have to remember that it's life, that life is multifaceted and that even the things that we want and love sometimes can be anxiety-filled and fearful and go badly for short periods of time and not always be what we want it to be. Things are not black and white. There is gray, and the gray is worth it. Look at people who have children who love being parents, right? There are so much shitty things, so much shitty times about being a parent, and yet it's worth it. It is not worth it for every parent, and I get that, and, and I have respect for that as well. But for those who love being a parent, you don't love being a parent every fucking day, right? 
You know, throw those kids off a cliff sometimes. It's just the mixed bag. It's just what goes with it. So don't get yourself into a spot where you get black and white about it. It's like, okay, this is the thing I want. This is the thing I love. This is the thing I want to do. And there are going to be some challenges along the way. So how can I support my nervous system through this? What can I do for myself? And believe me, I did a lot of this on my trip of just not going out at night, not seeing some cities at night, which I'm sure is stunning and amazing. There was probably great restaurants and great bars. And sometimes I just sat in bed and watched eight episodes all night long of Suits because that's what my nervous system needed. And I needed to support myself. So make that list for yourself. And think about what are your comfort shows? What are your comfort activities? I just like the term comfort show. Uh, Comfort book is good too, but comfort activity. What soothes your nervous system? Because I think there's a lot more out there that you're not recognizing, that you are already doing to help yourself. And so I just wanted to make a quick podcast to remind you that you already have so many tools at your disposal. And it's just about remembering them. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, as I say, please, 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 it would be so helpful if you would go and review it and tell other people how great it is. Share this podcast. Share these episodes with other people. I would love that if you hate the episode, if you hate the sound of my voice, if you truly just hate me as a person, you know what? Maybe maybe you should go watch a comfort show instead of reviewing it. Just maybe. A woman told me recently that she hasn't joined the sisterhood group coaching, even though she's wanted to, because she has a hard time putting herself first. And that broke my heart because I know that feeling. I know the feeling of putting everybody else's needs first, what everybody else wants. And it can feel like it's a luxury to put ourselves first, to take time away from everybody else and what they need from us to put ourselves first and put ourselves in a supportive community of other women doing the same thing. It feels like we just shouldn't allow this for ourselves. It would say something negative about us. And that is not true. That is the patriarchy. That is the society that says work, work, work as a woman, do everything for everybody else and never stop and think about yourself. That is bullshit. And then she finally put herself first and she joined the sisterhood and she said, I can't believe it took me this long to do it because it's so great to be in community with other women who just support me for existing, just support me for doing the best I can every day. And knowing that I have this group of women around the world supporting me means everything to me. And Oh my God, I cried. She cried. We all cried. It was so beautiful and special. And that is what I'm making here. That is what the group coaching is. And if you are like that, I challenge you, whether it is my group or some other group or some other community, to finally put yourself first because you absolutely deserve it. And it is the only the patriarchy that tells you you don't.